We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs King, and welcome into Outside the Trenches, a podcast brought to you by Jack Stack Barbecue. As you can tell, BJ Kissel, once again, not with us on today's episode. My name is Tucker Franklin, taking you through the latest what's going on in Chiefs Kingdom, and I'm here joined by Super Bowl champion Nick Leckie. Nick, how are you doing today? It's great. It's Friday. I'm excited. So it's uh, nothing going on in the NFL, but uh, we've managed to piece together some information and uh, keep the hits rolling. So I'll be excited about today. Yeah, we're really in that that dead period, right, uh, of, of of NFL news. And really until March 16th is when the league New Year starts. That's really when it's going to be picking up. Combine, I believe, starts March 1st, but it's like a week-long process where they are in meetings from March 1st to like – there's a bunch of stuff going on too with like the NFL changing how the Combine's been run. And then I know J.C. Trotter was tweeting out this is how a league runs without a – without a uh, union and i think that there's a there's a huge conversation that can be had there uh but we didn't prepare to talk about that <laughs> today because <laughs> we we thought we're, we're going to talk about the big news of, of eric Bieniemy returning as offensive coordinator of the kansas city chiefs i say it's big news but i think as time went on we kind of anticipated it but we'll dive into that a little bit later but we got to thank jack stack barbecue make sure you take advantage of their a la carte so you can go to their website check that out get Jack Stack Barbecue shipped all over the place, all over the country. Wherever you are, you can get your Jack Stack Barbecue. Also, before we get into it, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? You or someone you love could be falling into depression or struggling with anxiety, and it can keep you from what you care about. And BetterHelp will assist you in your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And the best part about this is it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in Kansas City or wherever you are. So that's what's nice about uh, about this BetterHelp app. And the services available for clients worldwide. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Visit betterhelp.com slash KCSN. That is better H-E-L-P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an advanced, experienced professional. Once again, that special offer for KCSN listeners is get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash KCSN. 
Go ahead and take advantage of that. If you're struggling with your mental health, make sure to reach out and get help. Listen, my DMs are always open too. So if people want to just talk, I'm always down to talk to people about their mental health and everything like that. We're, we're in some weird times right now, Nick. We're, we're continually we living. We're living through history. And uh, if you need to talk, man, DMs are always open. Don't be afraid to reach out. So uh, let's get into the football stuff, Nick. Eric Bieniemy coming back to Kansas City as the offensive coordinator. I want to get your first reactions, your first thoughts on that. It's interesting to me that that he is coming back. Uh, I think that a part of him just wants to be here. I, I think he knows what's what's special, what's going on here, and maybe he can take some more tidbits from Andy Reid. Uh, it was always interesting to see the uh, the the news cycle regarding head coaching candidates and everything like that. Um, you know, I am very disappointed that uh, once again. You know, there's only what one black head coach, so I, I know that's a, a lightning rod that was hired, and it's yeah. just to me, it's like it's just indicative of not really anything, but it's like, you know, you, you got to give new people a shot, but it's just musical chairs with with all these coaches where it's like, you know, even now I think you know media report stuff they go, okay, this coach is about to get fired, but you know, potential landing spots are here, here, and here, and it's like, why do you fire a coach and he gets hired? It's the only sport in the world. Right. It's like CEOs. You just rotate spots and just it's mind boggling to me how you don't get fresh blood in there, man. I mean, it's broken. Fix it. 100 percent. Yeah. And and I think that's a that's a good conversation to have. I believe BJ and and Jeff Allen did a podcast um, a few weeks ago, kind of just about the rooting rule and everything like that. And Lovey Smith did get hired this cycle to the Texans. That that means there's two black coaches now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, that was a it's weird still deal. Frustrating. That was a weird was, deal. Like what happened it almost, there? It, was, <laughs> it seems was like the same situation with David Coley, right? It seems like that's it's the same thing that's going to happen to Lovey Smith. And and listen, Lovey's really worked his way back up from the Bears because he was with uh, the University of Illinois. And then uh, he went somewhere else. I can't remember. And, and now he's back at the at the NFL head coaching rink. So good for Lovey. I, lo- I want to see Lovey do well um, in uh, in Houston. That's one of those coaches that. You know, as as I was a kid, he was the head coach of the Bears, so I always associate him with the Bears. So I want to yeah. see him uh, do well at the NFL level. And, and coaching is a weird thing, right? It's it's all just like the same people just mixed around, jumbled up to different teams. Um, and I, and I think that's really interesting too when we talk about Eric Bieniemy. And you talk about Eric Bieniemy coming back to this system he's familiar with. He's been with for. Golly, how long has he been with the team as it's offensive been a coordinator? It's yeah, been a it's been. It's been he's probably been the longest serving offensive coordinator for Andy Reid in his time in Kansas City. Um, I, I don't know that I'll have to do some research after, uh, you know, I throw it to you. But I, I think that that's got it's got to be right because, you know, you had Peterson, you had Nagy, uh, Childress as well. So, uh, so, I mean, I think that this is this is really interesting that he does come back, especially after all of the. Um, outside noise surrounding it and, and not, not necessarily saying that any of that noise was was true uh, maybe some of it was we'll never know the full story right we're not close enough to know the full story but I think the outside noise and especially the report with Schefter saying that like they're gonna have a meeting his contracts up they don't anticipate him to come back things like that and all those situations those the the kind of talking points around it didn't seem like he was going to be back. So for him to come back, it was kind of, I don't want to say shocking because I think as time went on, you're like, okay, Eric Bannon coming back as the yeah. chiefs, like didn't announce anything for like two weeks after that meeting, three weeks after that meeting, you're like, okay, it's Eric Bannon. That's who they're going to hire, or it's going to be Matt Nagy. And Matt Nagy could still come back and be the quarterback's coach. They still have a quarterback coach vacancy open. So I think that that's really interesting. Instead of trying to get a new voice, uh, a, a new a new 
person, a new up-and-comer into this the system to work with Patrick Mahomes. They're sticking with the enemy. They're sticking with the guy that, that they've had, and they still have that vacancy at quarterback coach. So what, what are the kind of the – when you think about this, what are the, like the pros and cons of this, I guess? I mean, it's kind of a kind of an elementary thing to do with this situation because, right. you know, you do it in like fourth grade with a book. All right, pros and cons. <laughs> but, like, the pros and cons of bringing Eric Bannemey back, what do you think, Nick? Well, I, I think I think you look at cons and you say, um, you know, some some suspect play calling, uh, you know, but I, I got I, I hear all the noise. Right. And I hear that someone released the not the audio, but they said there was beefing during an early week. And I'm sure there probably was. Yeah, because no one's happy yeah. when you're when you're losing and you're getting your butts kicked. That's miserable. You want to fight everybody, especially within there. Um, so they know that was a hit piece on him to, for a contract piece, team propaganda that someone else was a, was a pawn in the game. And to me, it's like the con is that that the play calling, right? You go, what happened? You know, where was the answer in the, the second half? But I think you got to look at when you look at seasons and when you evaluate seasons and coaching, you look at the full spectrum of the season, right? And and did this offense get better? Did if you brought in someone new, like well, I'll get to the pros now. If you brought in someone new, that they, they don't know what this they've seen what this O line can do, but do they have a good feel for what this O line can do? I mean, it's right. it's a revamped O line, so um, he's going to want to get year two with them interacting with this offense and sort of like I hope there's some changes in the offense to see, hey, we can do some stuff now that we weren't able to do in the past, and and let's throw in some some nuances, let's change up the game a little bit. Let's we know what Patrick can do, we know what receivers can do, and you build off that. So I think the the, the pros and outweigh the cons is the fact that continuity and familiarity with this offensive system and, and how it has changed last year from week one to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting too. When you talk about that, when you want to bring in a new voice, maybe you bring it in at that. QB position level, that quarterback coach level. And maybe you bring that in there because Mike Kafka did, you know, contribute to the offense quite a bit. He was a part of the conversation uh, on game days, especially the play calling conversation too. You know, we saw uh, all kinds of stuff. And then Kafka got a good opportunity to be New York Giants uh, OC. Excited to see what he does. I think he's full potential. Maybe he comes back to Kansas City eventually. We'll see. Uh, but I think that it'll be interesting to see who they do hire at quarterback coach. I know there's a little bit of a little bit of speculation on the old uh, the old Instagram. You know, the the Mahomeses were having their bachelor and bachelorette parties. You yeah. know who was at uh, you know who was at Patrick Mahomes bachelor party? Who? Alex Smith was at uh, the. Bachelor oh party. my gosh. I, yeah. Okay, if, listen. If the Chiefs hire Alex Smith yeah. as a quarterbacks coach, Chiefs might go twenty and zero. <laughs> no, <laughs> no cap. <laughs> Is there a better quarterback coach for Patrick Mahomes than Alex Smith? I don't think so. I think no. That's in the history, in the history of draft picks, no quarterback has ever met or groomed their draft pick. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. listen. As an example, in New Orleans, I was the backup, and we traded up in the fifth round to get a, a center in the fifth round. And did I mentor that person? No, hell no. And that's a fifth rounder backup spot, man. And so like, let alone a first rounder, Hey, you're out next year, a uh, mentor. So for Alex Smith to be his coach as a player to player, and then for Alex Smith to be his coach as a, to a player, it's a beautiful fit. And it's one of those things where the, I always reference the, the Ravens and how they went to Louisville and, and got lamb lambs, playbook and worked with his coaches and we're like hey what is he like you know let's incorporate that and that's how you build a custom suit for patrick mahomes and his offense yep. is alex smith and he's my favorite person uh broadcaster too 
or whatever. Listen, I don't know. I don't know if he has any interest in in coming and being a coach. Um, and he's a good broadcaster. You mentioned that, so maybe that he likes that instead. Really, for former players, that's where the money is. It's not like in coaching; they don't make the same amount of money that players do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we talked about that with Sean McVay of him wanting to like dip out and then go into broadcasting because I think he would be a very good broadcaster. I'd be um, curious. Yeah, that, that'd be that'd be a good one to see. Uh, in broadcast news, I don't know if you saw this. There's a deal that uh, Troy Aikman's going to go to Monday Night Football. Okay, listen, listen, I wild. I I just cannot I love Troy Aikman, he's a hero, but he is the biggest hater on quarterbacks. He's a hater. And it's like, I'm like, he's insecure, is what the problem is. I think it's what it is, man. I'm like, dude, you're a legend. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, you don't have to be like this, but he'll just like speak negative. I'm like, you could have said something positive, but you chose negativity there. And it's like for him to get that role, it's like, is there anybody else? Like, I think I could do this. You know, it's, I mean, going from like a, like a, a noon Tony Romo to like the, the four, the 4 PM Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. It's, it's so bad. Dude. It's awful. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. What? What? Sorry. I was asleep. What happened? Yeah. I like Tony Romo. I know there's some people that don't. I, love I like Tony I Romo. And, and I love think him. that the energy that he him brings, especially with Jim uh, Nance, right? Is who he's with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. With Jim, I almost said Kevin Harlan. I was like, that's not right. That um, would be perfect. That would be really good. Uh, but Jim Nance is also a legend. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I love, I love that broadcasting crew. Unpopular opinion of mine. My favorite broadcasting crew is Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Um, and <laughs> it might just be because I, I love everything Chris Collinsworth does from the slide to just like, now here's a guy. And I just like, I take in everything about Chris Collinsworth, and I just think it's—I think it's funny. And Al Michaels is a legend in his own in his own right. So I mean, I think that there's just something about it that is is also nostalgic to me, right? Because like the yeah. Sunday Night Football theme is my favorite theme of all of the football songs. Uh, maybe we should have saved this for a blind no. I didn't even thought about that, but like, really dude, my my favorite football theme has to be that. And I know, like. Obviously, while you're playing, you don't hear the themes, which maybe they mm-hmm. should play them while you're on the field. So that'd be kind of cool. Uh, might, what's your favorite? Uh-huh. Uh, my favorite is um, it, it's it's a toss up. Um, I, I love I love Romo Nance just because mm-hmm. you can tell Romo puts in zero work researching, like zero work, <laughs> and I respect the hell out of that. It's just the uh, you know the cool kids showing up on test day. Hey, what's up? What are we doing? Oh, we got a test. Okay, cool. Let's do it. And just comments on it, like it's actual, like like Romo's so different just because he like he knows the game, he understands, it, and he can he can he does. digest the game in between, and he can analyze it, and he can predict things, he can see trends and stuff like that. Which that's why I like Romo. Now, to your point about Collinsworth, Collinsworth is like detailed notes, well researched. He bought right. into Pro Football Focus early on, and he brings the stats. And then is Al Michaels is with him, like right? That's Al Michaels and um, Collinsworth. Sometimes I feel like Al Michaels is the first time watching football. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like sometimes like he just like, I was just like happy to be there. He's like, I'm just yeah. here. What's up? You know? And it's just, but, but the, the, the chemistry works and, and the Nance Romo chemistry is so, cause like, here's, here's Nance. He's like the, the masters, right? He does, he calls the masters and he's mm-hmm. got Romo who's drunk at the masters, but is an amazing golfer. <laughs> you know? So um, my favorite, uh, I get the most excited for Romo. I do, I really do. Yeah. But I, I think I, Sunday I th- night is the best. The best football. Monday night is oh, 100 percent. 
Yeah, Sunday night. I don't, is, I'm, not, I'm not big on Monday night football. Um, something happened. I think that something happened with Monday night football. It's like I think it may have been like the no, not being able to flex games, right? And now, now yes. they are after like week 14. But like the schedule was like set for Monday night football. Then you got some stinkers on Monday. Night. Oh, then you got, like, yeah, right. Yeah, like Broncos Raiders Monday night, and they're both teams are like 500. And like it's not just good. like this is this sucks. It's um, a terrible but, product. It's a terrible product. Yeah, but back to my point about Alex Smith being the Chiefs quarterback coach. Um, I think that <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. That'd be fun. Um, like I said, I don't know if he wants to get into coaching, but hey, that's got to be one of those guys that you're looking at. Like, okay, he can add a a new, a different voice, I guess you could say, into that into that room, into that offense, but also has experience in that offense, so it can be kind of diverse almost in a way. No, he could. I, I think it'd be the perfect hire, and I really, I really hope that Chiefs pursue it. And you think Patrick, like, as I mean, okay, so even if Alex Smith was a dick and didn't give Patrick the time of day when he was there, which he didn't, for him to come back as coach would be phenomenal. But then the fact yeah. that he groomed him and now he's come back, so he's like, oh man, I trusted this guy as a player and now I trust this guy as a coach. And plus, like I said, Alex Smith, he's got a pulse. He's got a pulse on the players, yeah. right? He knows what, what Patrick's thinking, what he's going through, and he can get him in the right positions. And you know who's a damn good athlete out of Utah State? Alex Smith. So I think Alex Smith could teach Patrick how to run the ball a little bit more effectively as well. I mean, Patrick is fast. He does his thing. Um, but Alex Smith's one of the beat up, most beat up quarterbacks in league history. Those Niners teams he's on from 05 on were terrible. I know I used to play against them. <laughs> they were not good. That was, I think that was the most underrated part of Alex Smith's game is his legs. Uh, <laughs> and he would be, he was sneaky with the legs. And I, I can remember the game against the chargers, like open the season. He scored that touchdown, uh, the rushing touchdown at the pylon. That was, that was good stuff. And one of the best chiefs stuff. pictures of all time came from that game. Mm -hmm. just, it was just like man in the arena type stuff right there. That's raw. Emotion. Don't say that, but we're not, we're not making Tom Brady references. Is that, or is that, is that a poem? No, I mean, that was, I don't know, I think it's just like an old saying, right? You say just made in the arena. I know that that's a Tom, oh. Br that Tom Brady's kind of like monopolized that uh, okay, that's phrase now. So but, he, he um, yeah, I think he, as Tom Brady has done, he's just taken ownership over it. Um, <laughs> that's what he usually does. Uh, so, so, Nick, I have uh, decided to opt out of beef of the week because there's plenty of beef going on. I don't oh, that. there's no beef. Oh, wait, we need one less beef. <laughs> We yeah. need a need a little bit less beef, uh, but if you need some great beef, go to Jack Stack Barbecue and take advantage of the sale they got going on. I believe it's till March six. I don't have the ad up in front of me, but this is all off the dome here. You can get forty percent off the a la carte stuff and plus free shipping if you spend over one hundred fifty dollars. Uh, so go check that out. Make sure you go hit up Jack Stack Barbecue if you're in Kansas City. If you want a place to have some barbecue, it's a good place to do it. But uh, Nick. Listen, we don't have a whole lot going on, but what we do have going on is blind nil. Yes. Uh, and we, uh, I've given us plenty of time to completely divulge into these blind nils. So what do you got this week, Nick? All right. So so this is regarding um, Aaron Rodgers and, and his recent dramatics and, and Greg Jennings calling him out. Okay. So I, I don't know if I should – should I set you up like with the Tom Brady stuff? Should, we, should I set you sure. up that way? Okay, so how how would you do if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers? What direction are, are you trying to are you trying to Dak Prescott it and, and Mahomes it and be the highest paid quarterback, or are you trying to win championships and be like Tom Brady, and be like you know pay me top ten money maybe top top ten fifteen money 
And that way you can have that cap space to build, build a team around me. What are you doing? Knowing that you could get hurt, you know, and it's like, you're leaving money on the table, you know, and it's like, maybe you got, you know, a family you want to start one day or, you know, buy Jeopardy. Yeah. That's, that's interesting to think about. Um, as you were saying that, I just looked over at my phone and, and I got a notification from Tom Pelissaro saying the Chiefs are hiring Matt Nagy as their uh, senior assistant and quarterback coach. Uh, so the dream of Alex Smith being a quarterback coach is dead. Uh, I need to get your immediate thoughts on Matt Nagy as quarterback's coach. It, that, I think that was the layup. I think that was kind of a, a predicted move because with Matt Nagy not having a job, maybe he's going to take care of his guys. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, I, I I always like when guys because where he was the head coach where at, at Chicago, uh, where it's, I forget, yeah, and it was not the best situation uh, there. So for for head coach to come back and just be a quarterbacks coach. And he kind of um, had an outsider's perspective of Matt Nagy as well of of uh, Patrick Mahomes. So I really I really like that that pickup where it's like okay here's how here's how the, the league thinks about him and here's how they try to attack him and then you can counter that. So it's kind of cool. So it's like he had like a like an Andrea had a double agent, you know, go out there and then mm-hmm. see how the league feels. What's the outside opinion? What the Chiefs need to do? And then hopefully they'll bring that in and incorporate that into the system. And then, you know, uh, another set of eyes and ears on this uh, offense as well, too. It'd be sweet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It could be good because he was away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was in Chicago. What was it? Three, four years? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but it, he, <laughs> all these years blended together. Um, he was he was away for a little bit, so he 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 does have that fresh kind of new eyes coming in and look at him. But he still has that old knowledge, if that if that makes any sense. So mm-hmm. I think it was anticipated as time went on. Like I mentioned earlier with the uh, with the B enemy thing you kind of assumed this was going to happen. I think Matt Lane even said as time moves on, it's either Matt Nagy or Eric Bieniemy as as OC. 
And then you get both of them. And I don't think this is a surprise at all. A little Friday news dump here from the Chiefs uh, trying to trying to slide one past us. Little do they know we're already recording and we can just <laughs> go ahead and jump all over it. Uh, so <laughs> that's so the Chiefs have all their coaching vacancies filled now. All of their coaching vacancies are filled with uh, Eric Bieniemy as offensive coordinator, Matt Nagy coming back to Kansas City and being the quarterbacks coach. And uh, Nick, you're blind nil about Aaron Rodgers. Like, what what do I think he's gonna do? I th- I think that Ian Rappaport, who is a frequenter on the Pat McAfee show as well as uh, Aaron Rodgers, is he, he said that. He didn't take any new money last year, and he's probably not going after new money this year, which I think is incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that really just just comes through as he wants to be somewhere else. Uh, he doesn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. And can I blame him? I don't think that I can because it seems pretty cold up there, and I think he wants to go to like California. He's a California boy. Uh, he wants to be out there, be out with the nice weather. Um, so, it's, so it's interesting. Uh, that whole situation is – Odd, and it's even weirder because the Packers don't have an owner, and I think that that's what yeah, makes right. it weird too. And like uh, their GM makes a lot of the calls, and yeah, it's it's weird up in Green Bay. It has been for you know really ever since he got there, ever since he took the, the starting job. It's been weird, uh, but but yeah, it's it's all very odd. It is well, but then you look at too. You look at the game where um, everyone's always like, "Well, he choked in the playoffs." Well, it is one year, and you got lucky. The Niners really got after him. Um, but you look at look at Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Look at that Kansas City game. Yeah. I mean, Casey got lucky to to beat Green Bay that week with no Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers in there, man. They're they're getting dusted, absolutely dusted. So it's like if you're Green Bay, man, you want to hold on to him. But at the same time, it's like you got to be like, hey, buddy. Let's get some Tom Brady, um, Bob Kraft stuff where we'll pay you, you know, top 10, 50 money, but we'll give you cash on the side, you know, yeah, have that uh, Robert, Robert Kraft deal. You do. You have to do the uh, old signing bonus thing that they're mm-hmm. going to do with, with Pat, where they're going to restructure it, right? They're going to restructure him and give him all of his money up front and he'll play on a league men deal. Um, and that's just, <laughs> just what you got to do these days, right? These, these mm-hmm. GMs are so smart with how they manipulate the cap. And I know that there's, especially in Kansas City, Brent Tillis is a, is a cap guru and there's a big team with Ryan Poles was a part of this as well. I know he was more on the player personnel side of things, but there's a whole team of guys that go into just like the front office. When you think of the general manager, yeah, Brett Veach is the face of it and he does a lot of it. There's a lot of guys behind him that work and they aren't shy about giving the other guys credit either. I think that's what's so great about the front office to Kansas City is that they're always willing to give credit for the other guys. Brent Tillis got a huge shout out from Brett Veach and really everyone involved when it came to the Mahomes deal and then how they structured it. And I always love the time of the year when when people tweet out who don't really aren't familiar with the Mahomes deal. They're like, well, next year, Patrick Mahomes is going to make $500 billion and the Chiefs are screwed. <laughs> They're like, oh, so you don't know how his contract works. That's okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's your first but, time here. So what are you doing? <laughs> if it's me, I'm chasing the money, right, um, in a capitalistic society. But I like like I said, for, for him, man, I, I, don't think that it, I don't think it's about the money. Um, I, I think I think for him, he just wants to be out of Green Bay. He wants to be in a better position to win. But I don't know. I don't know if he gets out of there though. Is the thing. And if you're the Packers, how do you let him out? Like you can't. Yeah, it'd be difficult. It'd be really difficult, man. Because you know you, you trust you trust the the backup, 
right? He didn't play that well you know, when he had his chance. So you're like, geez, you know, and it's like, and if you're, if you're LaFleur, right, is, mm-hmm. is he Aaron Rodgers making you look good, right? So you're like, hey, dude, yeah. you know, I'll give you some of my, my money. So, yeah, well, it'd be big decisions, man. I think he could, he could do well back home in NorCal and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, I think they're so contenders. Too. I think that, that'd be, you know, be a good fit. You know that they that he they're not going to trade him to a an NFC team. I think is kind of what it, what 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 was out. Um, and he wants to be in the West Coast. So you're looking at a West Coast AFC team. That's why the Broncos were big. I think the oh. Raiders were also out there um, as a team that could be happening. Chargers also out there in the AFC. Yeah, and really all the West Coast AFC teams. But yeah, they don't see, need a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I could see Denver or Vegas. There's some vacancies where Aaron Rodgers could come in and make yeah. those guys contenders. You look at the weapons uh, that I would be if I was a quarterback. I'd go more Raiders. They're just like Waller. Mm-hmm. Just the dude, dude's the beast yeah. of, a, of a tight end, and it's like you can do they, a lot with that. You, you can for sure. And then you run into that oh the the whole Derek Carr thing and the whole trouble with that with mm-hmm. him being so loyal to the Raiders. So it really. It's probably going to be the Broncos, and it, which is probably it could be fun, maybe could you know, uh, you know Patrick Holmes and and Aaron Rodgers scoring off two times a year. So that'd I'm be cool. That. That's that'd be football. Monday night, Sunday night, Monday night matchups for sure. That'd be great. That is good TV, is what that is. Um, so yeah, weird situation, and obviously we won't know a whole lot until the new league year starts on like the 16th of March is when that starts. But I believe the legal tampering period. I got to pull up a calendar real quick so I can look. Uh, legal tampering, which is the craziest term ever, uh, starts on the 14th of March, that Monday. So. You will hear a lot of this person signing with this with this place. This place is interested in this person. This person mm-hmm. and this place don't like each other. So you'll hear a lot of that starting on the 14th. And the 16th, you really won't hear anything because all those deals will be finalized and really I all know, right? come up on 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 before then. So I remember last year covering covering uh, the league New Year for Sports Illustrated. I was like, all right, the 16th got to block that day off. And then all of a sudden, all the news happened two days before that, and. It was insane with legal tampering and everything. But all right, Nick. Um, all right, what's mine? Yeah, like I told you, I got two. It's going to be a game time decision here, and I think I want to. I want to go with this one. Um, in this off season, I know we got a lot of off season talk going on, but are there any sports that you get into after football gets over? You're like, all right, I really got to shift gears, trying to trying to take a break from football a little bit. Is there a sport that you enjoy watching? Or you know, we talked about the Olympics last last week when the Olympics were on. Obviously, I'm I'm all over it. But is there any other sport outside of football that that like you really get into once football season's done? Yeah, it's kind of perfect because with with my recent uptick in, in Chiefs watching and and K State watching, like I'm pretty pretty burnt out on on football. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, twice a week, most weeks, and it's like just paying attention to rest of the league in college. Um, and then I do high school refereeing too. So when when it's done, when it's done, I, I full focus into English Premier League and actual football, not not hand egg. And I'm a big, I'm a massive Chelsea supporter. So this is that time of year where I can catch the 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 last half of the the Premier League season and then Champions League, uh, you know, uh, playoffs yep. are are are, are ha- happening. And so to me, it's kind of perfect. You know, I can skip the whole fall winter of Premier League and football and watch just watch Chelsea from here on out. So it's like Saturday, Sundays and random Mondays and Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Champions League. Uh mm-hmm. I'm watching Chelsea. 
I got Chelsea at like six thirty in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning or eleven o'clock. It's it's perfect. Those those Sunday Premier League games at six thirty, the vibes are unmatched. Like you mm-hmm. wake up super early, you know, you make your cup of coffee and you try not to fall asleep. Uh, that's essentially all that it is. Is <laughs> you sit there and you watch it. it was, I'm a Spurs fan, obviously, okay. so it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to stay awake for those six thirty games. Um, yeah, but so I, I really like Stalker as well, I don't, as you can tell by you know my my background yeah, here. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, so Sporting KC is about to start up MLS. Um, they're like two days away um, from. From their season opener, I'm going to the home opener on March March 5th, I believe it is, against the Houston Dynamo. So I will be out there at that game. Big sporting fan, um, Spurs fan, as I mentioned. So I used to get into, like, basketball. Like, I used to be really big into the NBA and college basketball. There's some, something that happened with basketball. Maybe it's because the Chiefs started playing longer, right? So yeah. it used to be where, like, the Chiefs would sure. be done – the Chiefs would be like, hey, done. Yeah, in January. And you're like, okay, this is a perfect time to pick up basketball. But like now they're playing until like February. And you're like, yeah. well, you know, that's like the season's almost done. Right? College basketball, conference tournaments are almost here. It's almost March. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to you gotta really pay attention. I can't pay attention to two things at one time. I don't no. know why. I just have never been able to follow. Like I can't follow the Premier League in the fall when the Chiefs are going. I can't do it. Exactly. Um I'll like look at the scores every now and again and be like, oh, okay, this is where they are. This is okay. But like once it once it's over, yep, I'm I'm into it. But I can't can't follow both at the same time. I, I really like to watch hockey as well. Hockey's a good sport. Um and it's just entertaining. I just into, it's, yeah, I just can't get into it. I just can't at all. Yeah. What I like about hockey is there's always action. Right. So it's like there's yeah, very true. minimal timeouts. There's always guys, you know, running around with knives on their feet. Um, and <laughs> I think razor that, blades. Like, the athletic skill you have to have to like play that sport is just like, I can never do that. And it's like me watching water polo, like in the Olympics, oh, I man. could never do that. Th- yeah. Those guys are built different and girls are built different. Um, to, specimens, to play that specimens. When they get out of the, you ever seen them like get out of the pool and they're just like jacked. They're just like yeah. ripped and shredded. And you're just like, no wonder you're shredded. You have to move your body at all times when you're in there. So Tread water. Tread water and sprinting and people are, are drowning oh. you. I mean, it's brutal. I like the shots underneath the water and there's mm-hmm. so much action below the surface. It's just unreal. Like, oh, they're just beefing. You know, no, they're not. They're like kicking and clawing and like it's like a like a pit fighting down there. It's crazy. What I remember watching that and thinking that they could like touch the ground and like when they were like jumping up and throwing it, <laughs> and then like they showed the underwater shot, and I was like, Hang on a second, Deep how are they? Do- yeah, they're just woof. Yeah, that, that's the best one that they do. This one, and they're just like, like that, <laughs> like the goalie and stuff, but they're like floating for like ever. It's like, like I can barely do it like standing in, in normal. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fun. I think, Absolutely. I think water polo and rugby, rugby players are like the, there's the fittest. Top to bottom, because you know you can look at some old linemen and D line and be like, okay, let's probably more athletic than anybody, but yeah, like as far as just yeah, specimens. I think it's interesting. Um, okay, I want I want to give you my other my other one because I think okay, this is a good it. one. And this double was brought up by double blind. No, this was brought Outside up by. It is history. You're. It's not the only history you're living through. Um, <laughs> but if if. This is brought up by Pardon My Take, a very popular sports podcast. I'm sure uh, if you've heard of Which it. Which one is that one? Is that Will Bond and Kornheiser? 
No, pardon my take is with a uh, uh, big cat and PFD commenter. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So Sorry. this is so kind of know where this... Michael Wilbon and, and Tony Cornelius. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Respect those two legends of the game, and, right. and they propose this question, and I really want to know your answer because if you had to make a team of eleven of one player, eleven of one football player, so you get photocopies identical copies of of one player on to play every position who would it be is it like a player or like a like a a specific group so i think they said like the the thing that i saw is like a whole team of tyree kills like a whole team of dk metcalfs or jj watts or a whole team of aaron donalds you know damn one of one player okay so I'll, i'll think it out loud Okay, do I want like an Aaron Donald in there? But then, you know, if, if you got a fast guy, they're not going to catch him. Um, do I want Tyree Kill? Because now they can't protect at right. at the O line spot. Um, right. Do I want a Gronk who could block a mm. little bit? And then, but his defensive skills suck. Um, so do I want to go somewhere in the linebacker position? Someone who's got some heft, but not really. Um, or do I want like a D end, like a TJ Watt that can, you know, be fast. Mm. Um, Derek Henry. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. DK Metcalf is a really good one too, because uh-huh. I think just like his size could be, could be really good and his speed that that one is kind of one of the ones that I I thought of uh, right ahead, and I think that they had that on the graphic. I was like, "Man, that's good." But I was th- I was kind of going linebacker as well, like a Fred Werner. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a that would be a fun one to do. I don't know how good Fred is at catching the football, or yeah. or you know, I think that's kind of the only thing you run into or throwing the football. Uh-huh. Exactly. Cooper Cup could be a fun one because you know he threw a pass actually in the, in the Super Bowl. People forget it was a terrible um, pass. It was a it terrible, was not a good pass. Not a good. He should have been eliminated from, from MVP. Uh, I'm worried about him. Him blocking interior lineman, uh, Derek Henry. Mm, so yeah. you're never getting it. You're never getting a playoff, Derek, right? Derek Henry's a good one. He's not going to be able to block Derek Henry coming from that that nose guard, and Derek Henry coming from that three tech. <laughs> right back <laughs> at you. So yeah, so I, and you got you, you got to find a guy who can make tackles. This is like mm-hmm. the bar. This is like the the, the condiment debate. You know, one yeah. condiment, and it's like, what's your weak point? Right? It's like salads. You know, salads are the condiment where you're like, well, that's the game changer. That's why barbecue okay. sauce makes sense. Hmm. But yeah, so. I, I, yeah, I don't think you could get a spot where who's going to throw the ball. Like you don't want Aaron Donald probably sucks at throwing the ball. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to run it a billion times. Power sweep would be brutal with Aaron Donald. What if you see, I don't I don't even think you can go like quarterback. I don't even think you can go a bunch of Patrick Mahomes because I don't think that works. You could do a um, bunch of Lamar Jacksons. You could, I think I could see a bunch of Lamar Jacksons. Um, who would you not want to have? Who would you not want to have? No, Mike Lennon. <laughs> that was unfair to Mike Lennon. I don't know why Mike Lennon was the first. <laughs> How did you think that? Was like that, that was response. quick. That was so quick. That was like like you're waiting for that answer. Like you're just like, waiting yeah, for that Lennon. answer. Like, oh, why? I didn't. I didn't know what I just said, and you just said that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so you can't. I, I hate to say you can't do an O lineman. No, no. Lineman. Um, D lineman at wide receiver. That couldn't tough. do. You I, couldn't do corners or wide receivers. I don't think so. Fitz Wilfork. 
Dude, the defense is tackle force. Yeah. Barreling through things, man. Dude, be... get beat on the um, get beat deep. Who's this? Um, Troy Polamalu? That'd be a good one. He's too little inside. Yeah, he's not very. Yeah. But like, you know, you can't have a safety. You gotta have a big safety, like one of the Legion of Boom safeties. Yeah. I think Derrick Henry's a very solid. I think that that's like yeah, very solid. I think it's the perfect answer. Yeah. And, and even with like, yeah, with DK, he, he he's like too small for to go up against Derrick Henry, you know? Oh, like, line. That's right. You get, yeah, DK Metcalf at left guard versus Derrick yeah. Henry. Who you got one on one? But then again, you know, one. is DK, is he going to get center help or something to, to Darrell, Derrick Henry? You're gonna slide every time. Then you got then you got Derrick Henry over your right guard solo versus DK Metcalf. Dude, you so, gotta blitz every time if you're against if you're deep you're if you're to. if you're Henry. You gotta outnumber them. It would be it'd be the coolest game of rugby ever because you essentially just do Stanford formations double tight mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. have like what four Derrick Henrys in the backfield and they all could just be blocking for each other. Yeah, like run. I would run. I would run Derrick Henry in the um. God dang it, in the Wildcat. as we be Derek yep. and your Wildcat. And it'd be like, I'd have two plays in my system. Or it's it's zone right, zone left, and then like the option to pass, or an option. That's like seven. Be fun. Mm. I like that one. Well, if you stuck with us all the way to the end of this podcast, thank you uh, for sticking with us to that conversation. Um, <laughs> I, in case you missed it, uh, which this isn't a live show, which I don't know why I'm talking about this again, Matt Nagy as quarterback coach to Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator. Those two things happen within like a day of each other, right? Those happen pretty quick. Um, I think it was pretty much assumed that that was going to happen with Eric Bieniemy as time kept going on. He would return as offensive coordinator. Uh, Matt Nagy coming as quarterback coach. I think it's a good move for the Chiefs. I think it can be. Uh, I don't want to say good. I think it's. A, I think it's an okay move for the Chiefs. I'm not overly excited about it, but I do think he can add some a little bit more outside perspective than uh, what just you know what just uh being a make of that um i think that that's kind of what what the tone is um and i think everyone kind of anticipated Nagy to come back to kansas city especially after he didn't get really very many interviews for a head coaching job so see if you can kind of write that ship nick final thoughts on this uh whole whole show in general <laughs> it's a fun one it was a fun one and um who was uh who was the bears did, did Nagy coach um uh fields who was it yeah, he would have coached last. He last year was his last year with the Bears, so he coached yeah. the first year at Fields, and he had Mitch Trubisky to begin with. So I mean, he can bring some experience to that, some some nuances, yeah. some wrinkles. So I, I always like when a, um, a a weary traveler returns to his home and Andy Reid mm-hmm. and, and Mahomes and Bieniemy. So I'm looking forward. It's it's good positive news on this Friday, and to leave you with something, I, I memes get me through the day, especially with all this yep. turmoil going on with Ukraine and Russia invading Ukraine is um, um, uh, the, the meme that says, I am sick of living through history. That's <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. like, I don't want to experience any more history being made either. Yeah. I'm with you on that. That sentiment is a good one to send the show off. So thank you to Jack Tech Barbecue. Thank you to BetterHelp uh, for sponsoring this podcast. This has been Outside the Trenches. Thank you all for listening. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Watching this on YouTube, drop a like, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. we got a ton of draft content up now, a bunch of player highlights. 
I know I blew up your guys' YouTube feed if you subscribe already. I dropped 61 videos in a day. I apologize. Uh, but now we're up to like 84 or something like that in that playlist. So make sure you go check out those highlights of those players that you'll be hearing their names called on draft night. So make sure you go check that out. And we'll see you guys next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.